Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today, we're talking about something that makes us sad and something that makes us mad. (laughs) What a great start, right? (laughs) Um, We're talking about our response when we feel betrayed. So in Psalm 55, David is devastated by the betrayal of a friend. And he writes this psalm all filled with... um, A lot of verses that focus on how miserable he is and how awful the situation is. But I want us to focus on um, some of the more upbeat verses in the chapter. I do encourage you to read the whole chapter. If you've ever been betrayed by someone you trusted, which I feel like is literally all of us, then then this psalm can really encourage you. So we're going to start in verse 6. I'm going to read verses 6 through 8 and then verses 16 through 19. So verses 6 through 8, David says, I wish I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and find rest. I would fly far away and make my home in the desert. I would quickly find myself a shelter from the raging wind and the storm. And I feel like when we have a betrayal, um, or when someone hurts us or works against us, even if it's not a betrayal, even if it's someone we didn't trust anyway, it still makes us um, oftentimes want to just fly away. We don't even want to deal with the situation. It's too much. It's too overwhelming. We just can't even. Um, and I love this imagery that I wish I had wings like a dove. Recognize he chooses a dove, right? Like not an eagle, not <laughs> he choo- not a buzzard. He chooses a dove. And I think that's really significant because we always recognize um, and we always attribute a dove to it being a symbol of peace. And then later, um, we see the dove as a symbol of God's Holy Spirit. So when he says, I wish I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and find rest. He's not flying too um, too high up because we know doves don't fly crazy high in the sky. Um, but he is finding a place of safety. And I just like that. I would fly far away and make my home in the desert. I would quickly find myself a shelter from the raging wind and the storm. But notice that David, like in these verses, it's I, 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 I. Like he's not focused on God right now. He's focused on what he would do. And so when we go down to verses 16 and um, 16 through 19, he has finished his, um, I don't want to call it complaining, but he's finished his his trail of, <laughs> I'm trying not to call it whining and complaining. He finished his part of the psalm where he's crying out about how bad things are. We'll call it that. And he is turning it around where he says, but, so he's saying like all these horrible things are happening and this is what I wish I could do. And then he says, but, I call to the Lord God for help, and he will save me. Morning, noon, and night, my complaints and groans go up to him, and he will hear my voice. He will bring me safely back from the battles that I fight against so many enemies. Um, Oh, in verse 19, sorry. God, who has ruled from eternity, will hear me and defeat them, for they refuse to change and they do not fear him. I think about how right now as I'm recording this podcast, we're still um, watching and waiting at how things are going in Ukraine. And it's heartbreaking all that is happening in Ukraine. Um, Obviously, it's heartbreaking the attack from Russia, but it's also heartbreaking how the media is reporting on it, how um, so much of the media reporting is making it seem like this is worse than all the other attacks that have happened on other nations that were not considered white. And there's been a lot of talk lately in the media of how not only are they not doing a good job at being sensitive to the fact that nobody's lives 
um, that because it's it's white people that are fleeing a country that that doesn't mean that this is any worse than when black and brown people flee a country and it's very interesting how people are reporting on it they keep using words like civilized as if it's setting um, as if it's setting ukraine apart from the horrible things that happen in other areas of the world where people are fleeing as refugees um and i bring that up because this is not new this has been going on since the beginning of time right and not only is that a problem the way the media is reporting on it but it's also a problem when we see how Ukrainians were treating um, many people in the country who don't look like them and were there to study. There were a lot of students that were there. There were people that lived there. And not only how Ukrainians were treating them out of their own desperation to get out of the country, um, but also how different people at the borders were treating them and how they weren't allowed to cross over in the same way that the white Ukrainians were able to cross over. And I bring this up to say that it's a betrayal. It's a betrayal of humanity. It's a betrayal of fellow humankind. And it's atrocious and heartbreaking. And when David is lamenting about how he wished he had wings like a dove so he could fly away and find rest, um, I feel like for so many people in this world, it's just one slam after another. And we need to do better, especially as the body of Christ, in supporting one another, regardless of what people look like. God created us different. There's a blessing in our differences. And this idea that one group of people is better than another is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable to God. So in verse 19, when it says, God who has ruled from eternity will hear me and defeat them for they refuse to change and they do not fear him. I really struggle with um, people claiming to know the Lord and who still discriminate and um, persecute people who don't look like them or persecute and discriminate against anybody, really. Um, So I said all that to say (laughs) that this idea of feeling betrayed or this idea of feeling attacked to the point of just wanting to fly away is not exclusively um, related to interpersonal relationships, but also can apply to things on the government level and to worldwide conflicts. And so when we think about um, how these bad things happen and we can feel overwhelmed and we can feel like, what can I do? You know, going back to the conflict in Ukraine, there are all kinds of organizations set up that you can donate your time and your money and your products to. Um, But I think it's important that we don't get so overwhelmed as we think about this stuff that we forget to pray. And most importantly, that we don't get so overwhelmed that we forget that God is um, sufficient that we're not to be self-sufficient, that we're to rely on God, that even with all the horrific things happening in Ukraine and at the different borders between Ukraine and other countries, that God is still who he said he is. And so when David changes it around in this Psalm, in Psalm 55, and he says, but I call to the Lord God for help and he will save me. Morning, noon, and night, my complaints and groans go up to him and he will hear my voice He will bring me safely back from the battles that I fight against so many enemies. I think that it's really, really important that we recognize that our help comes from God. And we, yes, obviously we can be used by God to be a blessing in the lives of others, but we need to look to the Lord. We don't... um, We don't benefit from this woe is me type of attitude um, where we're like wringing our hands and, and, and wondering what we can do. We benefit when we look to God to lead and guide us. So I know that was a really, really long intro, but we're gonna still pause. And I want you to reflect on a time where God has revealed to you the benefit of relying on him and being God sufficient and not self sufficient. 
and we'll be right back. Okay, hopefully that was a great time of reflection for you. I think about times where I've tried to do things in my own strength and I've become so frustrated and it's so important for me to be God-sufficient and not self-sufficient. And so going back to these verses when um, so much of the song that I'm not reading in the interest of time and also because it's a little depressing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I do encourage you to read it. Um, when I mean, David starts out in verses 1 and two and three. Um, He says, hear my prayer, O God, don't turn away from my plea. Listen to me and answer me. I'm worn out by my worries. I'm terrified by the threats of my enemies, crushed by the oppression of the wicked. They bring trouble on me. They're angry with me and hate me. And it just goes on about how terrified he is, about how fearful he is. Um, And that's when he starts to say in verse six that he wished he had wings like a dove so he could fly away and find rest and how he would fly far away um, and quickly find himself shelter from the raging wind and storm. And then he continues to go back talking about all the bad things that he sees and how things are horrible and awful. And I think this is also why it made me think of what's going on in Ukraine right now because um, he talks about seeing violence and riots in cities um, filled with crime and trouble and destruction everywhere and the streets are full of oppression and fraud. And and it's just, it's so sad to me all... um, all the hatred and all the violence in the world and so when David turns it around in um in verse 16 but I call to the Lord God for help and he will save me morning noon and night my complaints and groans go up to him and he will hear my voice I want to pause there at verse 17 because morning noon and night my complaints and groans go up to him and he will hear my voice I think so often we pray these little pity pat prayers because we're trying to do things in our um, self-sufficiency. Like we'll be like, God, help me do blah, blah, blah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if those are always our prayers, instead of saying, God, show me how to do this. Show me how you want me to do this. Lead me and guide me in how you want me to do this. Yes, we can ask for God to help us to do things because that's not being self-sufficient. That's being God-sufficient. But we need to be mindful that the things we're asking God to help us with are the things that God wants us to be doing. So often I feel like we run ahead of God, again, trying to be self-sufficient instead of God-sufficient because we get impatient or we don't understand what he's doing. And so we just keep on going. Um, So I want to encourage us on today to be mindful that God is going to continuously save us. He's already blessed us with everlasting life and the gift of eternal salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, when he died on the cross and rose from the grave with all power in his hands. So he died for our sins, so we're already saved. Um, But this idea of morning, noon, and night, talking to God, um, praying to God, my complaints and groans go up to him. I mean, honestly, most of our prayers, I shouldn't say most, much of our prayer time is probably um, not necessarily complaining and groaning, but petitioning him for things that we are looking forward to him doing or that we need him to do. And then verses 18 and 19 he will bring me safely back from the battles that I fight against so many enemies. David, we know, was a warrior. Um, long before he was a king, he was a warrior. And we know that God spent many years with David in battle being a warrior. And we are warriors on God's battlefield. And so we need to recognize that we don't fight in our own strength. Again, we're not to be self-sufficient. We're to be God-sufficient. We fight in the strength of the Lord. Remember, David's the one that killed Goliath with the slingshot and the, the three small stones. He only used one stone, but it was a slingshot and a stone. Because David said that he was fighting in the strength of the Lord. Um, and he talked about 
all the things that God had blessed him to do before he took on Goliath. So when we are God sufficient, we are able to conquer giants. We are able to do mighty and great things. Even when we're being betrayed, even when it looks like there's no hope, when we are God sufficient, we are able to be saved and to be successful. And so I pray that this is encouraging that even when it feels like we're in battles that we're fighting against so many enemies, we need to be mindful of what verse 19 says, that God who has ruled from eternity will hear and defeat them. God will defeat our enemies because they do refuse to change and they do not fear him. So be encouraged on today. I know we are crazy over time, but be encouraged on today that if we are God sufficient and not self-sufficient, and we are continually renewing ourselves in the word of the Lord and in our time with him, that he will continue to fight our battles and bless us with victory. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you that you are all that we need, Lord God. That when we are rooted and grounded in you, we are able to be sufficient in you, Lord God. That we don't need to rely on our own abilities, Lord God. And while you have blessed us, Lord God, with gifts and talents, Lord, and that you desire for us to use them, Lord, we know that when we stop and pause and ask for your whole armor to be upon us and ask for your Holy Spirit and the fruit of your spirit to be within us, that we are so much more powerful than we operate out of our own self-sufficiency. So Lord, we pray that you will continually remind us to be God-sufficient and that you will continue to lead and to guide us in a way that's pleasing in your sight as we continue to dedicate our uh, our time to living our holiest hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray that this has been a blessing to you, that you will please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that others can be blessed by it. And I pray that you'll come back to listen to more tips and strategies of how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless.